Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Hebrews chapter 1. Now we've been studying. I, I, I love seeing how the Spirit of God can take the Word of God and cause enlightenment to take to take place. How many of you have learned something about the name of Jesus you didn't know in the last few weeks? Amen? Isn't that good? Because see, we learned, first of all, that the two great power sources, actually the three great power sources of God, God's Word, God's Spirit, God, in the name of Jesus, is what God birthed the church in. You know, God didn't birth the church so much in doctrine as He did in power. Amen? And the devil's been trying to get the power out of the church ever since. Because he knows it's the power that keeps him in that position of being defeated. Listen, the church is not called to defeat the devil. I should have got a better amen than that. I said the church is not called to defeat the devil. He's already defeated. The church is called to enforce the spirit of life in Christ Jesus against the law of sin and death. That's what we do. Personally, corporately, and then we do it in the world. Amen? Now, Hebrews chapter 1, I love Hebrews chapter 1, tremendous chapter in the Bible. We have looked at now two different ways in which Jesus got his name. Now, we know also by the teaching of the Lord Jesus himself in the Gospel of John that the two major doctrines of the name of Jesus give us something. Number one, the name of Jesus gives us access, everybody say access, to God himself. We come through Jesus to God. It's His blood that cleanses. It's His, it's his offering, His sacrifice uh, that gives us the right to approach the throne room of God. And listen, it's, it's, his, it's his seating at the right hand of the Father and His, his ministry of, of being an advocate there that ensures us that the name gives us the access. You say, why is that? Because He's seated right there next to the Father. Amen. And so, you know, I mean, I can see Him looking over at the Father from time to time and say, you know, they're using my name. I remember I, we had a friend, he's gone on to be with the Lord, who was, a, who was an evangelist. And uh, Gary Wood was his name. Anybody know Gary? Remember Gary Woods? He, has, he had a tremendous testimony. He was in a car wreck. He was a, a Baptist a theological student in a Baptist seminary. And him and his sister were on the way home uh, uh, somewhere over there around Waco or somewhere. And they were in a horrible car accident. He went through the windshield and it cut his throat all the way back to his, to his, to his uh, spinal cord. I mean, he's dead, laying on the ground, dead. And so he's in heaven. That's cool, huh? I mean, he's up there in heaven, and he's looking around, and next thing he knows, this image is walking at him. It walks up to him, and it's Jesus. And he says, you can't stay here. And he says, I want to stay here. And he says, you got to go back. And he says, I don't want to go back. And he says, Jesus reached over and pulled like it was a veil. And he said, when he did, I looked and I could see the wreck scene. I could see my car all twisted and torn. And I could see my sister laying over me with her hand upon my heart saying, no, in the name of Jesus, in the name. And Jesus looked at him and said, she's using that name. You got to go back. <laughs> Amen. He said, well, do you really believe that? Well, I knew Gary for 40 years. I guess I do believe that. And what else is a miracle is it cut his vocal cords in half. They said, you'll never speak, and he could sing opera with his vocal cords cut in half. Take that, devil. 
So the name of Jesus gives us access. And the name of Jesus grants us authority and power. Amen. You, you say, well, why authority and power? Number one, the authority and power for salvation. There's no other name given whereby men or women must be saved but the name of Jesus. You can't get saved in the name of Buddha or Mohammed. There's no salvation in those names. But in the name of Jesus, the Bible says, whosoever shall what call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I believe we're going to be surprised at some of the people we see in heaven who right in their last breath called on the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So we saw, we see in the Word of God, number one, Jesus got His name through conquest. He spoiled principalities and powers made a show of them openly, triumphed over them in it. The Bible says, For this reason was the Son of God manifest, that He might destroy the works of the devil. That word destroy means to loosen and dissolve. Aren't you glad the works of the devil have been loosened and dissolved? Amen. We used to have a tape series back in the day when we traveled a lot called God's Atom Bomb. And we talked about how resurrection power went into the region of the dam. And that place in which the greatest darkness is, the greatest light exploded. And Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of God the Father. That same Spirit's on the inside of you. And God gave you the key to activate it, and that's the name of Jesus. So we see he got it through his conquest. There's no other principality, power, might, or dominion in the universe that is above that name. Then last week we looked in Philippians chapter 2 and saw what he gave up. He gave up heaven. He gave up his place. He gave up everything that he was and came down and got in a human body. Then he suffered a criminal's death, but he rose from the dead so that we might be saved. And because of that great obedience, humility, and submission to the, to the will of the Father, the Father conferred upon him. What's it say in Philippians 2? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, was made in the form of man, and, was, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee must bow of things in heaven, earth, and under the earth. So he got it through conquest. He had it conferred upon him. But now here, here's the, sh I hope you, you brought your, 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 your shouting shirt and your running shoes. Because this is how it got to you. You ready? Hebrews chapter 1, let's read. Verse 1, let me find it here. I'm in Romans in this one. Got too many Bibles. Here we go. Verse 1, chapter 1, Hebrews, God who at sundry times and diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. Everybody say, by the prophets. Now notice again, we're studying redemption on Wednesday night, so here's a redemptive word, hath. Remember, all redemptive truth is past tense. Let me say that again. All redemptive truth is past tense. You say, well, what the difference does that make? God's not going to do it. He's already done it. Our faith appropriates what God has already done for us in Christ. So we need to find out who we are, what we have, what we can do in Christ. Amen. Now, spoken to us in times past by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, and by whom also he made the worlds. I like it in the Amplified. Let's do the Amplified. God, having spoken to the fathers long ago in the voices of writings of the prophets in many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth. 
and in many ways has in these last days spoken with finality to us. I like that. I like one translation that says this, has spoken to us once and for all. Hallelujah. Has spoken to us in these last days with finality to us in the person of one who is by, of one who is by his character and nature his son, namely Jesus, who, whom he appointed heir of and lawful owner of all things. Whom he hath appointed. He owns everything. So what does that mean? You own it too. Because you're in Christ. Amen. The moon is yours. Remember that thing going around where you have to buy a star? I think it was $45. I'm going to buy you a star, but I thought, nah, she ain't going to go for that. You don't have to buy them. They belong to you. They're in your family. They're part of your family jewels. All the stars of the sky, all the moon, the sun, it all belongs to you. You say, why? Because it all belongs to him. Take down your trespassing sign. He is appointed heir and lawful owner of all things through whom also he created the universe. That is the universe as a space Time, manner, continuum. Wow. Let me just help you with something. God is super smart. He's not dumb. The devil's a dumb devil. He's a dumb devil, but God is super smart. Now, now pick it back up in the, in the King James. It says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. The third way in which Jesus got his name is he inherited it. He inherited a name that is above every name. He inherited a name that by that name, men and women are brought to salvation. He inherited a name that at the name of Jesus, fever breaks, cancer has to go, all the sickness and disease the devil's put on the earth has to bow its name. You say, well, why don't we see it, Pastor? Because we had not had faith in the name like we should have faith in the name. When we pray in the name of Jesus, we should expect the same thing they got at the gate beautiful. What did we say when we started this on the name of Jesus? The name of Jesus takes the place of Jesus being personally present with us. When I pray for people, I expect them to get healed. You say, why? Because I'm not healing them. He's already healed them. When I pray for deliverance, I expect people to be delivered. You say, why? Because Jesus has already set them free and that power is resident in the Word, in the church, and by the Holy Ghost in the life of the believer. I'll tell you, I heard it. uh, When I was a kid, I heard it. When I came back to the Lord, I've heard it. And I've heard it since then. And I'm telling you, we we need to make this phrase go away. 
You say, what phrase is that? That God's children live way below their rights and privileges. They may have for years, but we're going to come out of that and we're not going to live below our rights and privileges. We're going to rise up to the level of our rights and privileges, exercise our authority in the name of Jesus because we have an inheritance. We have a divine inheritance that Jesus Christ himself not only purchased with his blood and died to give it to us, but rose again to seat at the right hand of the Father and make sure that we get everything he bought in that inheritance. My, my, my. Listen to this in the Amplified. I love this in the Amplified. It says the sun, this is in verse 3, the sun is the radiance and the only expression of the glory our awesome God, of our awesome God reflecting God's Shekinah glory, the light being the brilliant light of the divine, the exact representation and perfect imprint of his father's. (laughs) That don't get you happy. I don't know what will. His father's essence, upholding, maintaining, propelling, everybody say propelling, all things in the entire physical and spiritual universe by the powerful word I tell you, I'm about to get happy here. By his powerful word, arraying the universe along to its pre, what is that word? Predetermined goal when he himself and no other had by offering himself on the cross as a sacrifice for sin, accomplished purification from sin and established our freedom from guilt, he sat down. You know what that means? Do you know what that means? It is finished. It is done. It is finished. And Ephesians chapter 2 says what? We are risen with him and seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Man. He sat down Revealing his completed work at the right hand of the majesty on high. Revealing his divine authority. Now let me ask you a a question. If Jesus, if God, the Father, through through the work of Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost, has invested all this in the church and it doesn't work, then what's the use? What's the use if it's, if it's some, you know, bewildering labor to try to just, you know, grind into some place where you get to the glory? Nobody ever get there. There's too much hell in the earth. So God sent grace and mercy. He flooded the earth with grace and mercy when Jesus rose from the dead so that Jesus could implement what he announced all the way back in Luke chapter 4, the acceptable year of the Lord. We do not live in the day of the vengeance of our God. We live in the day of the acceptable year of our Lord. And because of that, the relevance of our inheritance is an active force in our life. 
Not some passive religion or theology that we kind of ooh and awe about. No, something working, something working, something working in you, coming up out of your spirit, deep on the inside. Every time you hear the word, every time you pray, every time you involve yourself in spiritual things, that stirs on the end, stirs on the end, stirs. That's the Holy Ghost moving. Keep yielding to that and we'll get to the place where the Holy Ghost can fall. Romans chapter 8. Now here's the good stuff. Let me get this where I can see it. Romans chapter 8. Now that's, that's always a great chapter. Romans chapter 8. Whoop, that's Wednesday night. I won't preach that one. Now listen to this. Verse 14, Romans chapter 8, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. That's pretty plain. For you have not received the Spirit. Now notice that's a small s. That means your human spirit is not a spirit of bondage anymore. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again uh, to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, or Daddy, Daddy, or Daddy, God. The Spirit itself, now here we go. The Spirit... Himself, take it out of there, put him there. The Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Now remember, how did he get his name? He inherited it. He inherited a name above every name. He inherited a name that destroys cancer. He, he inherited a name that destroys drug addiction. He inherited a name that can do anything, that can remove impossibilities, that can give you a miracle, that can do anything. Amen? Then he included you in his inheritance in Romans chapter 8. And we are heirs and joint heirs. That means we are co-receivers. Let me, let me read it here. I like it in the, I like it in the, in, the, in the Passion Bible. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that He is and all that He has. Read that again. Look at that. Since we are His children, we qualify to share His treasures, for indeed we are heirs of God Himself. And since joined to Christ, we also inherit all that He is. And all that he has. That's our inheritance. All that he is and all that he has. All that he is and all that he has. See, some of you don't think you have anything. Because you hadn't got enough money in the bank. Because you hadn't got a good doctor's report yet. Because you hadn't got, you hadn't got the, the breakthrough at the job or the breakthrough in the business. You've got Jesus. You've got the total package. All that he is, all that he has, has come to abide on the inside of you. You're a new creature in Christ. You're more than a conqueror. I like what Mark Hankins said. He said, you can swing on a dry stalk out over hell, over hell itself and spit in the devil's eye and declare I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Because you've got to understand, the devil sees you as Christ. That's why he's trying to convince you you're not. 
You say, well, I'm not Jesus. No, you're not, but you're in him and you share everything that he is, everything that he has, everything that he's done. And I guarantee you when you get to heaven, you'll run past grandma to get to Jesus. Come on, church. You'll do it. He is our all in all. The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first, the last. The author of your faith. And some of you, he's fixing to finish what he authored. Oh, my goodness. Now listen to this. Being co-glorified with him. Now, here we go. Let me go back to my King James. Because this this is where people, they disconnect from me. But I'm going to get you back. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God. Everybody say heirs of God. Oh, man. And joint heirs with Christ. Now, here we go. If it be, if so, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So that's where people go, well, I thought this was a good meeting up till now. It did not say suffer for him. Does anybody remember the Imperials singing group? Armand Morales is a good friend of mine. and We were in Hawaii. I was in Hawaii by myself. And I was up on the North Shore, so I thought I'd go into Turtle Bay Hilton, and they got a great salad bar there and get a salad bar. I walked in there, the Temptations. The, the Temptations. The Imperials. <laughs> Maybe it was the Temptations, amen. So Armand and his wife and several of them were sitting there. And so I come walking. Hey, Rusty, Rusty. They started freaking out. So I went over and sat down with them. And they were like, man, we're so glad to see you. We have a meeting here tonight and we're sick. I said, you're sick? He said, oh, man, we've been sick since we got here. And then Armand's Armand's wife said, and we know why. I said, well, why? What did y'all eat something? No. He said, you know, for two weeks before we came over, we told everybody we're going to Hawaii to suffer for Jesus. He said, we've been suffering ever since we got here. No, 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 no. The suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ, the terminology used in the epistles, suffering, fellowshipping in his suffering, Philippians chapter 3. You must understand that once you become born again and a believer, you are marked as an alien in the spirit realm on this planet. You know that. You're not a resident of this planet any longer. You're a citizen of heaven. Heaven is your home. I like what Pastor John Osteen used to say to us as Bible school students. He says, you know, your whole life, you're trying to get back to a place you've never been. I thought that was pretty good. But our suffering comes from the pressure that's applied against us from the demonic realm and the realm of the fallen, the realm of fallen humanity who is in a fallen state right now. Everything that you go through in order to receive from God many times is suffering. You suffer with sickness till you appropriate faith for healing. You suffer with poverty until you get the knowledge that you need to prosper. All of the things we go through in life is suffering until we get Jesus and he sets us free. This isn't talking about, well, you know, and I had this happen to me when I was a young Bible school student, uh, a prayer meeting we were attending actually here in Galveston, and there was a charismatic Catholic nun that was attending that, 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 uh, 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 prayer service that had a terrible disease and was dying of it. And so I remember one night we went over to uh, Denny's down on the East End and we were sitting there eating and I, and I, and I said to her, why don't, you, why don't you believe God for healing? And she said, because this is the way God has given me to glorify Him. 
And I just got enraged. And of course, I didn't know near as much as then as I do now. And I said, God, God would not put something on you. And I used John. I was smart enough to know John 10, 10 at the time. I said, the Bible says the thief cometh not, but for to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life. My goodness, I got to thinking about my life the other day and thanking God for what he's done for me. I like to got carried away. I mean, I started weeping. I started thinking, oh my God, this is all supernatural. How in the world could I have ever gotten to where I'm at, have what I have, done what I've done, gone where I've gone, all of the things that we've handled. I thought to myself, my God, it's supernatural life. How have I ever lived this life? It's the grace of God. Has there been some suffering? Yes. We all suffer because we live on a fallen planet with a fallen family on it. We don't suffer for him. We suffer with him. How do you think he feels about people who are dying and going to hell right now? How do you think the father feels about people who are dying? In mass. I mean, it almost looks like we're having a mass shooting every day now. What's going on? I, we're in the last of the last days. Hell is manifesting on the earth. But in the midst of it all, God's raising up a people who are believing God for moves of the Spirit, for the Spirit to fall, for the name of Jesus to be proclaimed throughout our nation and the nations of the world, for us to recognize and realize we're in a fight for the souls of men because there's multitudes in the valley of indecision. And Jesus was wanting us to rise up and walk in His power. We've seen it illustrated for years. The healing revival, charismatic renewal, men of God, women of God raised up, God used powerfully. People wonder why it works, how it works. It's not really even relative. That's why I like worshiping God and praising God all centering on Jesus. It's all about Him. It's all about Him. It's all about who He is. Yeah, you're going to go through some things. You're going to have some fights of faith. You're going to suffer. Amen? But let me tell you something. You're going to suffer a whole lot more if you don't serve God. You're going to suffer a whole lot more in these last days if you don't recognize and realize there is a heaven to gain, there is a hell to shun, there are people that need Jesus, and God has raised us up in these last days to be a witness unto Him, even though it may be perilous times, even though there are crazy things coming upon the earth. In the midst of it, we must be a people contending for a move of God that will raise it to a level above dead Christianity where people can do two things. People that don't know Jesus can come in and not only just hear about Him, but experience Him. Because our God is truth. You say, what is truth? People, we're on a quest to find out what truth is so simple. Truth is the word and the deed that agree. You say one thing, do another, it's a lie. You say one thing and do it, that's the truth. Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm what God says. I'm what God does. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the, he didn't say, I'm going to show you the way. He said, I am the way. He didn't say, I'm going to tell you the truth. He said, I am the truth. He didn't say, I'm going to give you the life. He said, I am the life. You get me, you get the way, you get the truth, you get the life. And with that, you can counter anything. And I've noticed this, Lee and I, over the years, we could probably tell you some horror stories just like any other ministry could. But in everything we've went to, we've laughed our way through it. I mean, with all the little mouse mice looking over the wall at Leah. We're on the mission field. We've got to put our beds in the middle to keep the mice off of us. She don't like mice either. I mean, they're in there, they're in there licking on your toothbrush at night. You can hear them in the bathroom. Thank you, Jesus. 
Let's go preach. And then she's in her birthday suit taking a shower <laughs> and giving all the little boys of the town a big show. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> huh? It doesn't sound right, but it did happen. <laughs> oh, we've been suffering for sure. Let me tell you, serving God is joy unspeakable and full of glory. And there ain't one bit of suffering on this earth. Amen? That is even near to the glory that's going to be revealed in us. We're going to be... We were, we were co-resurrected with him. We're going to live for him. And we're going to be co-glorified with him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, now, real quick. Oh, my time's up. Okay, now listen. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. The apostle Peter. Don't look at us. It's his name. Through faith in his name. So we get to have word. So then faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So he got his name. Through conquest, spoiled principalities, powers, made a show of them open, triumphed over them in it. He got it by having it conferred upon him. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Then he got it through inheritance, which transfers it to us because we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. That's why salvation is yours, but also healing is yours. That's, that's something that I've done for years, tried to get people to see, is that, you know, even when you come up to the altar and we pray, we're not trying to get God to send healing. That's not, that's not the protocol. The anointing is here. The Spirit is here. Jesus is here. We just got to have faith. Faith in the name. The Holy Ghost moves. It's still the Spirit of God has to move by faith. Even if it's the gifts of the Spirit, you got to operate by faith. But when he inherited that name, Something changed in the spirit for humanity. When he inherited that name, now remember, he's seated at the right hand of the Father, but he's still in, oh, this is something, I don't want to do that. It's a good redemptive truth, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs> he's seated at the right hand of the Father in a human body. Let me try that again. He's seated at the right hand of the Father in a human body, so he still identifies with us. That's why we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. That's why God left him in that body. He didn't have that body before he came to earth. But God left, oh my goodness. God left him in that body to forever identify with the human family so that God and his family would be eternally connected. That's why Jesus is so special to us. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and thank him. Oh, Father, we thank you for your mercy, for your goodness, for your grace and your kindness. We love you so much. We sang that song to you, Jesus, today. Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you. And Father, we ask you by the Holy Ghost to help us explore 
the vast reservoirs of God's power available through the name of Jesus. Father, we need it. So many are suffering. So much trauma and drama is upon the earth. The church must be equipped with your power to not only proclaim your love, but to demonstrate your love. Father, we thank you for Jesus. What a gift. No greater gift has ever been given nor ever will be. Jesus, we love you. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. You say, Pastor, I, I'm not living right. I'm not doing right. I need to be right with God. Maybe you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior. You know, I've had several friends and acquaintances over the years. You know, I ask them, you know, how are you with God? How's your relationship with God? You know, some of them say, well, me and the man upstairs are okay and stuff like that. That's, that's, the true question is this, have you been born again? Now, people don't understand that terminology. Nicodemus didn't understand it when Jesus told him that in John chapter 3. But it's so simple. The Bible says a fool could enter into it. We are all born into the human family. I, I don't care what race, color, or gender you are. The Bible says we're all of one blood. We're humans. We're born into the human family. And being born into the human family, we're born into a cursed family, a fallen family. 2,000 years ago, the answer came. Not in some great invading army from outer space, but in the form of a little child, a little baby. Born in a manger, a, a place where used lambs would birth the little spotless lambs to be offered in the temple. In that very manger, Jesus was born. Emmanuel, God with us. He lived 33 and a half years upon the earth, a sinless life. He did signs and wonders and miracles to fulfill what we read in Hebrews chapter 1. He showed us the will of the Father. What does the Father think about healing? He wants to heal you. What does the Father think about deliver? What does the Father think about deliverance? He wants to deliver you. What does he think about salvation? He wants to save you. That's why he sent his son Jesus. So you need a new family. Not a Smith or a Jones family. You need, a, you need to get into God's family. That happens by your belief. Believe it in your heart, confessing with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead. Appropriate something that has already been given. Actually, I like to say it like this. A gift that has been given is now opened by you and received. Or there's another category of people I like to go after, and those were kind of like me for many years. You're just away from God. You know God. You've been born again. But your fellowship is not where it should be. God has maintained the relationship, but you've broken fellowship. You need to get right with God. This is not a day or an hour to be away from God. This is a day to be serving God with every molecule of your being. So if you're here today in either one of those two categories, you need to get saved, born again, or you need to get right with God, I want to pray with you. Would you lift your hand real quick right now? Just lift it up and put it down, anyone at all. One hand over here. God bless you. Anyone else? Help me look, church. Anyone else? Praise God. Well, let's just, let's just remain seated. Everybody remained in a, in a state of reverence there with your eyes closed, your head bowed. The one that lifted their hand. Everyone here is going to pray with you, and they're going to pray out loud.
and we want you to pray out loud so your own ears hear it. Amen. Church, are you going to help me? Here we go. Heavenly Father, right now, I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father. You sent him to the earth, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on a cross, rose from the dead. He did it all for me. I believe it. I receive it. I accept it into my life. Areas of my life, Lord, that do not please you, where I seem to be so weak, I confess it to you and you alone, Lord, thanking you that the blood, the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all sin and all unrighteousness. Like the prodigal returning to the Father, I return to my heavenly Father, thanking you, God, that you receive me, cleanse me, and restore me to righteousness. Thank you, Lord, as I sit here at Island Church, February the 18th, 2023. I'm right with God. I've gotten right. I'll stay right in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, thank you so much for this morning. Lord, as we depart, we claim our protection and our safety. No evil befalls us. No plague comes nor our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. So, Father, in our travels on the highways, airways, seaways, or railways, any other way of travel or transportation in the righteous labor of our hand, our teachers, our students, our construction workers, our laborers, everyone in the workforce, we declare protection and safety. We declare our businesses blessed. We thank you, Father, for an abundant breakthrough in every area in Jesus' name. Lord, as we leave today, restore our hearts. We continue to contend for that, for that move and falling of your spirit. Thank you for what we see that is stirring in our nation. Father, we ask, we ask, the Spirit of God would be allowed to guide us in the right directions, the right messages, the right ways to pray for us to find that place in the Spirit in which your glory is manifest. Lord, we leave today walking in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. We leave today walking in love one toward another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. Covered by the blood, powered by the word, anointed by the Holy Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.